Hello, everybody. Mike again with C Store Center. And I kind of wanted just to tidy up some things from my last uh, podcast that I had not recalled and that I left out. So this is kind of a uh, continuation of working for an independent. And uh, the lady who used to work first shift, who did all the cigarette counts, her name was Sybil, came to me this past week. And uh, she was a long-term employee. Her, along with Francis, they were pretty much uh, the core, I guess, the core of the uh, employment team or the, you know, the employee team. So Francis's husband, whose name had escaped me, I believe was Jaime also. And uh, just wanted to bring that up again. Just Those are just people that, that were there, people that... Uh, you know, I got to meet, and uh, they made work uh, an enjoyable place. Um, there was a lady. Actually, you know, we talk about food service a lot and um, how everybody needs to get into food service with shrinking fuel margins and uh, all these other issues. Um, everybody, I mean, I, I, I want to say everybody's kind of like way behind. If you're just starting to think about it now, of course, if you're a new owner and you don't have an offering, that's understandable. But people have been talking about the food service industry, getting your own uh, program as long as I can remember, as far back as I can remember. So the furthest back I can actually remember was back in 1988 when I was working at the International One Stop there with Charles and Susan. So they went ahead and invested in, Chester's Fried Chicken, and I remember going through the training and thinking, wow, this is pretty good. And uh, having to run back between customers and, uh, you know, put a timer for the fryers to fry the chicken. We fried burritos, potato logs, potato wedges, things like that. So even back then, I mean, food service has been around for, for the longest time. So I'm not really sure how it's uh, something that everybody treats like it's new. It's not. But that seems to be the case with a lot of things in our industry. Yeah, there are some changes, primarily in things like technology and capabilities. We're not manually going and uh, filling out an order guide, or I hope you're not. But but in some cases, you, you still may be. Uh, so we've gone from doing that to doing, you know, your bill-tos, your on-hands, things like that, manually ordering to, uh, we went to a handheld, a scanner, where you can scan the tag on the shelf, and um, you're able to order whatever you feel you need, right? Hopefully you know what you need, because if you don't, you're tying up a lot of money in inventory, stuff that's not going to turn, that's not going to sell, but... You have to make sure you don't have any empty spaces there. So uh, the better you know your business, the better off you are. But that's an example of things that have changed. And gas price signs, something else. They used to be manual. Okay, you take a, a, a gas numbers and you go outside and you change, you know, with a pole and everything else. And uh, it was time consuming. But we still have to change gas prices. We still have to do gas price surveys to make sure that somebody's not 
getting an advantage on us when it comes to selling fuel. Now, as independents, typically, I see a lot of people pricing more, and, and everybody has a strategy. Some people want gallons. Doesn't matter. As long as we get the gallons, we'll we'll take a loss. We'll take a penny. We'll make a penny. You know, lose a penny, make a penny, whatever. But I think organizations, companies, stores that follow something like that, typically they have high margin offerings. You know, they have a great food service program that is going to compensate. It's going to they're going to draw people in with the low gas prices, but they know they're going to make it back up on selling a, a you know hot food service item. Uh, and I think liquor has become a, another one of those attractions. They used to call them staple items, but so so there are different ways to go about that. But but at the end of the day, you know the process and then and, and the pricing and the, you know that has not changed. So I wanted to bring that up. And while I'm thinking about that, there was a lady, and I'm going to leave her name out uh, intentionally. She used to, they invested in the donuts, and uh, she used to go in early in the morning and make donuts. And uh, she would, uh, we, she'd kind of make us laugh because she would always uh, say some, uh, like, inappropriate things. Uh, you know, to to all the guys working there in the morning, uh, I'll let you, uh, you know, see where your mind takes you. But it, you know, it was just kind of hilarious. I, I thought about that, and uh, she ended up staying there for a long time. Obviously, I left. We did have turnover. I don't remember all the reasons why we had the turnover, but uh, I know in some cases uh, we moved on to different things. I went to go work for. A company I'd worked for before called HEB Grocery Stores. Uh, my friend Willie went to go work, uh, going to the university. He uh, had gotten on with uh, like a work study program as a dispatcher out there, and so it was quite a quite a ways for him to get out there. And uh, David, I don't know what happened to Dave, my buddy Dave. He just I don't know what happened to him. But uh, my friend Rudy, it's a funny story because uh, Rudy stayed there for a while. And uh, Rudy was just a young green kid, and he started working there. And police would stop by all the time. They would, uh, you know, Rudy would tell him, "Hey, I'm going to buy a new car," and they would encourage him to buy a the Mustang GT. You know, that came out right around that time, and they were really, really fast. And uh, I remember my friend Rudy getting the Mustang, the 5.0, and uh, just out there in the backcountry roads, uh, just out running. You know, you're young and you're fooling around or whatever. And uh, anyway, the, the, all the police came to regret it because they couldn't catch him. And uh, I thought that's kind of a, kind of a hilarious uh, turn of events, I guess. Because, again, people stopped in. Police stopped in all the time late at night, come check on the, the store. We were right on the edge of, in between two towns. So uh, right on the edge of both, and so right in the middle. And uh, from there, it was a straight shot to Mexico. So you can imagine people out, up to no good. They could uh, quickly run out and uh, get lost somewhere in the back roads. But uh, it was a great, fun working environment. And really, when I think about fun places to work, that comes to mind. Uh, I briefly worked for Walmart prior to that. And... Uh, 
I think Walmart still has to be the funnest place that I ever worked, simply because you work with other people. And I, I got that job coming out of high school in a different city that I, than what I lived in. So it was nice to meet other people, get other perspectives, go out and have fun, things like that. But having a good work environment, I mean, it makes it to where you just, you don't want to miss work. You can't wait to go in and see what's going on. And that's kind of how that was. And I would remember those kinds of things, you know, those types of things later when uh, I took over locations, my very first store as a manager, I tried to set uh, the tone for an environment where we had fun. I think we've probably all been at this point, maybe, in a stage where people don't get along with each other. And I know you guys have those kinds of issues. People don't get along with each other. Employees don't get along. But um, they still have to act professionally and they still have a job to do. They have to protect your your interests. That's what you're paying them to do. And so I started off, you know what, you guys don't have to get along. In fact, I don't care if you do. But if you don't like each other, I don't, you know, that, that's fine. That's, you know, that's, that's on you. But think about it from this perspective. Who wants to come to work and think, oh, my God, Mike's there. I don't want to go to work. Or, you know, Sarah's working. Gosh. Because just like your customers notice those bad attitudes and it drives them away, once they recognize that your vehicle's there or you have an employee with a horrible attitude and they see that person's there, they drive up. A lot of times they just turn around and leave. And so the same thing happens to your employees and something you might want to think about when it comes to why you can't stay staffed. Well, I mean, look at the personalities that you have. Sometimes those people that have been there the longest are the ones that kind of run others off. So uh, again, I don't recall ever missing work. It was, I always looked forward to going to work and I actually had another job. My brother my late brother, Mark, rest his soul, uh, he got me a job. He was a DJ, popular DJ, and uh, he got me a job at this abandoned radio station. And all I had to do was just be there during the day in the event the FCC showed up. So I would get off work from International One Stop, you know, go run around, do whatever I wanted. And then I would go to the uh, radio station and just... Um, you know, crash out, and it had all kinds of great music, great stuff in there, equipment, all that stuff. And so, you know, we'd have some little, uh, little, hang, you know, hangouts, get-togethers, and uh, it was just a really cool place to be. A friend of mine dubbed it Bankrupt Studios. And so if you ever see anything from me as far as an audio production or videos, and it, uh, you know, says Bankrupt Studios, that's kind of where that comes from. But really, I just wanted to, again, tie up some loose ends and uh, really emphasize that as an independent, you have every opportunity to implement things, try, experiment things, experiment with things that are going to work. You can create a great place to work. Um, I worked at Flying J long time ago when I first started in Oklahoma City. We had some major, major issues there. I'm not going to get into all that in this podcast, but there were a lot of detrimental things going on. There were some uh, 
lawsuits. There were uh, just some, some different things that uh, had built up, had not really been addressed. And there was a lot of friction in the workplace. And so people who, I can't say that they acted, you know, intentionally, but they didn't act the way they should have acted. Uh, and that kind of led, they did not address things. They did not enforce things. And so or confront issues. They just got out of hand really quick. And it was a horrible environment. Nobody wanted to go work there. You could not, they weren't getting applications because customers would walk in and they'd see the attitudes, the uh, horrible facial expressions, just the negative energy in that place. And um, it was dirty also. A lot of it had to do with the lack of leadership. And what made that thing worse is that's where the district, you know, personnel officed out of. And so they were getting visits on a weekly basis from people at the corporate office because that location pumped a lot of fuel. And so every week, my future boss, who ended up being my boss, he was getting visited and he was just getting, um, having negative, negative visits, negative outcomes. And so all of that, you know, has all those implications as a result of, of just all the negativity. At any rate, you know, I had to come in, clean things up, which I did. And it got to the point where that went away. And it went away relatively quickly. And the corporate office and, you know, Ogden's like, hey, what's going on over there? We're not hearing any more issues. You know, all our issues kind of just, everything just went quiet. What's what's happening? And it was just going in there, recognizing that, being aware, and addressing those issues and uh, taking care of those uh, the problems there that and getting rid of people that didn't need to be there. It's unfortunate and, and nobody likes to. I don't. I, I believe in the negative three equals 13 equation, but uh, sometimes you just have to. And so that's what I actually ended up doing. And we started attracting applicants. And then next thing we know, there are people kind of, I mean, like lined up to go work there. People wanted to transfer, people wanted to apply, wanted to, and it really got to be a place where everybody started to thrive. And so as independents, again, I can't stress this enough, you have, or as a store manager, you have the ability to maybe influence your the subculture. The subculture is you have a company culture and then your immediate surrounding, whatever you manage, you can change that. There are a lot of horrible companies out there, big companies, horrible horrible, but you have the ability to impact in your work environment. You can create a great work environment. If you're an independent, again, you have the the latitude to initiate any discretionary benefits you'd like. It doesn't always have to be, uh, you know, tied to monetary values. Um, a lot of times it's just recognition. A lot of times it's going in and having a plan to help people develop and see that, hey, there's something to believe in. That really is such a huge uh, 
I guess, factor. And that'll have a great impact on your success. When you give people something to believe in and they know that there's going to be, I'm not going to say a reward, but, but it's worth, it's worth their time to show up and do what it is that they do. When you can get that going, uh, you're going to see a lot more success. And so, again, I really want to emphasize a great working environment. And that's something that I learned all the way going back to, you know, Susan and Charles. And uh, it might have been a little too lax at times. Again, that's fine. But it gave me a basis for, you know, what things could look like when you have fun. And again, people didn't call off to work. So that's all I have for you guys today. And uh, I hope you guys have a great week. And we will, uh, I'll talk to you uh, pretty soon here. Thanks for listening. And again, I have a Facebook group and it's a private group. So uh, if anybody is interested or if you're listening and you want to, it's called C-Store Center. It's a private group. Uh, you can uh, send me a request and uh, join the group. So thanks for listening. Have a great night or day.